Despite a relatively annoying 24 hours against the worst team in baseball, history has been made by the Seattle Mariners. With their 21st victory of August, they secured their winningest month in franchise history today. We'll talk all about it coming up here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Pannon for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link is well as their social accounts is in the description of this episode five to four the final score from t-mobile park mariners eke out a close one against the a's they found themselves down three nothing for the second game in a row but this time they were able to claw their way back to oscar hernandez with a three-run home run to tie things up and extend his hitting streak to nine games then jp crawford in the bottom of the seventh with a two-run go-ahead single and that's all she wrote, folks. With that, the Mariners wrap up the month of August with 21 wins, which is the most in a calendar month in franchise history. But Colby, last night was a disaster. Today was almost a disaster, but the Mariners were able to avoid it. Thoughts? Uh, there's the signature sigh. Yeah. Um... Watching this offense was a soul-sucking embarrassment that made me ashamed to do this podcast. So he literally texted me at like I don't know the fourth inning or something, saying I'm not doing a post-game show. No, if they if they lost, like a nobody here is going to listen to it. Like we know, we know how you guys act. We know, okay, we see the numbers. Um, B, I didn't have it in me to just like ream the team for their performance, so there wasn't even going to be an entertainment factor there. Mm. And C, I didn't feel like they deserved our time after the way they played the last you know, 24 hours, uh, because frankly, they played terribly. Uh, the offense was the worst. It's well, the Cole Irving game is probably the worst we've seen it in the second half, but that was pretty darn close. They tried to give you that game. They walked eight, nine guys. They hit a guy like they were terrible last night and you scored one run off of that. Get out of here. The number of times we saw Dylan Moore swing at a pitch at his eyeballs and then take strike three right down the middle of the plate. Like, what are we doing? And it wasn't just Dylan Moore. It was a Eugenio. It was like, everybody sucked last night. And you know, it's easy to throw that one away and be like, Oh, well, Julio got scratched late and Kirby got scratched late and JP dinged himself up and Ty France got taken out of the game. Who cares? Like you're playing a glorified triple a team and they gave you every opportunity to beat them. And you scored one run. Get out of here with your excuses. Yeah. You sucked for one night. You sucked. And then you come back today and you sucked for about six innings. And he found a way to win this time, though. So I guess that makes it all better. But mm. they were bad. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. Let's, oh, they grinded through a win today. No, they sucked today. They sucked more yesterday, but they sucked today, too. It was a bad game. Miller was very mediocre for most of the most of the day. Uh, the offense, more bad at bats, just taking strike threes right down the middle. Um, you know, real honestly, this game was won because there were two pockets of time where you strung four at bat, four good at bats in a row or four out of five good at bats in a row uh, together. And that's how you score five runs. 
Like that's not an acceptable way to win. That's not how you're going to beat the Rangers. That's not how you're going to beat the Astros. That's not how you're going to beat the Blue Jays. Like you can't just sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, we'll just have one inning where like three guys in a row hit the ball hard and we'll call that good. That'll be enough offense for the day. No, it won't. No, it won't. You're going to lose. Play better. It's really not that difficult of a concept. Play better. You didn't play well the last 24 hours. Okay. We said that was going to happen at some point. We knew it was going to happen at some point. But to have it happen like in the same 24 hour span, yikes. Just, I mean, that was tough to watch. But five and one homestand, 21 wins in a month, you know, still in first place. Didn't drop any games and you're like, you're still as securely yep. in the playoffs now as you were, you know, 24 hours ago, actually more so because mm-hmm. now there's fewer games for Toronto to catch you and knock you out of the playoffs. So yeah, all in all, it was, it was incredibly annoying, the, you know, the last two games, but not a huge impact in terms of what it did to your playoff odds right. um, or your chances to win the division even. So in uh, annoying, yes, very much so like, it's over. No, <laughs> no, it, it, they just got to play better. But if they do play not, like this. If they do play like happen, these two games, though, that would have been it's over. Eh, even if they lost it, even if they lost today, I, oh, I would have stop. Stop. But uh, <laughs> if they play like this against the Mets this weekend, they're getting swept. Like they'll they'll be bad, lucky. Though. I mean, not as bad as the A's. Mm they'll be lucky to get out of there with a win if they play like this. So they need to play better, but you know, considering that they played out of their minds for like what they go 21 and six this month, mm. like yeah. I'm still feeling relatively confident they can turn it around. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, all eyes on Julio on that lineup on Friday, we'll probably get that at around, you know, noon and we're sure hoping Julio's in it uh, because uh Yeah. Uh, the last two games were if ever there was a case for Julio to be the true MVP, it, it's the last 24 hours. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens with this uh, Mets Rangers game right now at the time of us recording this. It's the bottom of the third. The Mets are up on the Rangers three, nothing. So uh, top of the four, three to one. Oh, it's three to one now. Okay. I guess baseball spot, baseball spot did not update for me. Well, if the Mets are somehow able to hold on here, uh, the Mariners will go back into sole possession of first place in the American League West because, of course, they have the tiebreaker over the Houston Astros. So, yeah. Um, all right, you mentioned Bryce Miller. Uh, he had the uh, the rough second inning, the two-run home run to uh, Lawrence Butler, and then he wasn't able to stop the bleeding after that home run, gave up another run on an RBI double by Ryan Noda. Uh, but other than that, six innings pitched, you know, the three earned runs that I mentioned there in that second inning on seven hits, five strikeouts, no walks, nine hard hit balls. It's okay. Outing for Miller. I mean, again, it's the A's, right? So, you know, three runs over six innings against, you know, any other team looks a lot better than it does against, you know, the worst team in baseball, right? Like a sorry excuse for a baseball team, but still a quality start on paper. Right, as if you like that garbage stat, sure, <laughs> sure, uh, as described by the uh, the stat itself, right? This is a quality start by Bryce Miller. Would you technically think about his stat? Not very good. Uh, he was middle of the plate a lot, threw a lot of strikes, which is good. Mm. Um, but 
you know, not all strikes are created equal. And when you pipe 93 down the middle of the plate, it's going to get hit hard and they're going to do damage regardless if you're facing, you know, the four a, you know, Sacramento river cats. Okay. Uh, they're still going to do damage on it. That's what happened. Uh, but you know, 14 whiffs, not a bad number, not a high strikeout, uh, or not a high whiff, uh, percentage today though. Uh, Oakland was, was very aggressive, uh, against Miller, which is, you know, kind of a, a trend, uh, recently the off-speed stuff wasn't very good uh today either so it was mostly you know how far can you get on his four seamer and and you know again it was a quality start but i don't think he was very good i don't think i don't think he was i wouldn't i wouldn't say he was terrible but like it's just kind of a middling start uh from from miller um so yeah it was good enough and obviously he he just the one bad inning and he looked better you know as the game went on but it just nothing really came easy for for bryce today and and uh it's a bit of a bummer but he did battle through six and he didn't let the game get out of hand so i guess i'll give him credit for that sure there you go (laughs) all right uh we're gonna talk more about this one we're gonna talk about andres munoz we're gonna be talking about teo jp all the rest in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the locked on maris post game show is brought to you by linkedin sales navigator are you struggling to close deals Cold outreach is a waste in the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-D-O-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on to get started. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners 5-4 to four victory over the Oakland Athletics. They have a day off tomorrow. Then they're heading to the Big Apple to face the New York Mets on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What is that face? What are you making that face for? You kind of hammed it up a little bit. <clears throat> to I face was, the, the New face. York Mets. I'm, like, I'm, I'm building it up, man. Building it really? up. Okay. Building it yeah. up. Yeah, no. That, that's fine. Do your thing. Do your thing. Building it up. The the revenge series for one Mr. Daniel Vogelback. Daniel <sighs> Cornelius Vogelback. Pete Alonzo, we're gonna think that he became a left-handed hitter after Sunday's <laughs> game. So sure. Uh yeah. So speaking of the Mets, they're still up what three one right now yep. on the Rangers. Yeah, Headed to the bottom of the fourth. There we go. All right. So you know, we'll see if they can hang on here. Fingers crossed. Uh, and then the uh, Mariners can get back into sole possession of first place in the American League West. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, that Mets series real quick before we go back to today's game. Um, George Kirby obviously was scratched before yesterday's scheduled start. He was sick. Uh, he played catch today, as far as I'm aware, and uh, they're expected to slot him in uh, for either the Saturday or the Sunday game. So that would move back Brian Wu, I believe. Uh, I think that's the plan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we'll keep an eye on that, but uh, it doesn't seem like anything that's going to keep Kirby out for too much longer. And then we'll we'll keep an eye on obviously what's going on with Julio. Um, but yeah, so before we we go back to this offense real quick, I, I want to talk about Andres Munoz because he had a really good outing today. Again, obviously it's the A's, but Munoz looked really good today. What did you think about his outing? He's back, baby. <laughs> like that's right. It's that's right. It's it's over for you when Andres comes into the game. <laughs> um, no, he was he was good. Like it was definitely a better version of Andres than we we saw through you know large portions of August. Uh, you know the velocity. He he had a hundred a couple times today, which is good to see. It's weird. Like it's weird to see a guy consistently sit 97, 98 for an entire month and be like, Ooh, like his, his velos down. Uh, but that's kind of what it's been for, for Andres. His arm slot is a lot lower. Uh, sometimes it's hard to tell, like, but when you look at the right angle, it looks like it's true sidearm now. I don't know if that's intentional or if he's compensating for, you know, something, but, um, yeah, it, it's still a little worrisome. He fell behind the count to two of the three hitters that he faced. Uh, but the fastball, or the two-seamer today, was really good. And the slider, actually, uh, had some good bite to it, and he was uh, able to throw both in the zone and get a chase outside of the zone, which is a really good sign. So uh, it was the best slider we've seen the last few times out, um, and it is the second time in a row that he's had a one-run lead uh, in the ninth, and he's slammed the door uh entirely mostly because of the fastball but again today he did mix in the slider mm-hmm. um which really is the pitch that he needs i mean 98 with with run on the two seamer and 100 uh with ride is is can take you a long way but we know andres doesn't have like the pinpoint command and he's going to leave some pitches down the middle it's because the stuff is so good that he gets away with it mm-hmm. if you can eliminate the slider and just sit dead red he's going to get hit around a little bit and, and walks have been a bit of an issue today he didn't walk anybody which is good did again did fall behind a little bit but overall it was a much better outing from andres and, and the fact that we saw a couple sliders good sliders um that's that's a really good sign because again you need munoz you need brash to step it up over the month of september and hopefully october uh hopefully deep into october um and you know i i think munoz the last two times out has looked pretty close to to old andres which is kind of what you need right now so yeah. uh, definitely encouraging sign but uh you know, I think you need to see it three, four times in a row. You need to see it against a better lineup. Today he was facing what seven, eight, nine, like mm. of the A's. Like not not the most intimidating part of the lineup, but again, still good stuff. Threw strikes, got whiffs, dropped the slider in a few times. It was a good outing for Andres today. Maybe my ears deceiving me, but I heard Aaron Goldsmith refer to the two seamer as a new two seamer. There's something different going on with it today or something. I didn't notice anything. No, he's been throwing it more um, recently, more than the four seamer even. So uh, it's been that way for about, I think, since the second half. It feels like we've seen a lot more two seamers. Yeah. So um, I've noticed the two seamer. I, I don't think it's all that new, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess uh, but he said that. And I was just like, what? I mean, like, I guess, like, relatively speaking to like Andres's career. It's sure. kind of a new pitch, but he's been throwing it quite a bit uh, lately. Sure. So I don't think it's new. And in, in like today was the first day he brought it out. Right, right, right. So, yeah, good outing for Munoz today. And hopefully he uh, can maintain that momentum because, like you said, they're going to need him over this stretch. They are definitely going to need him 
for that gauntlet against the Astros and the Rangers at the end of the season as well. And they're also going to need Matt Brash, who looked pretty good today as well. Uh, he had uh, he? the, yeah, he, he, I know, Did he? I know, he, he wasn't. The, this is an you know an inside thing us texting with one another sure, uh sure. yeah that's fair i i was i was i was nervous okay i was like, no, I, I like get why it, could why Pass couldn't we just get like, like lights yeah. out matt brash it wasn't lights yeah. out matt brash today um it was it was pretty close and that slider to to tony kemp to in the inning was <laughs> nasty i mean he yep. like he has tony kemp living in hell the last two days so that's uh that's been fun to watch at least um yeah so yeah, if you have both of those guys rolling, and then you know you you uh, uh, reinforce that with Saucedo and, and Spire and Topa, like you're in a good spot with this bullpen. Yeah. It still feels like this you know bullpen is an arm short, but whatever, nothing you can do about that at this point in the season. So whatever. Uh, mm. But if yeah, only somebody could have seen that coming, <laughs> right? Um, all right, so Sam Haggerty. Wait, 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 hold on. Hey, I just okay. want to touch on Brash real fast here because okay. this this made me laugh. Sure. Um, Brash threw 15 pitches today, mm. nine sliders, mm-hmm. seven swings on the slider, mm-hmm. six whiffs. Yeah. Wow. One called. He threw nine sliders and he got a whiff or a called strike on eight of them or uh, sorry, on seven of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's pretty good, good luck. That's pretty yeah. good. That is pretty good. Um. Yeah. And then uh, he had a slider that, that crossed up cal that allowed uh rooker rooker i think it was yeah rooker. i think it was yeah rooker to to move up but yeah um yeah so good day for those guys so that's that's nice to see especially because we haven't seen brash much lately like we we saw him fairly early on last night which was a little bit of a surprise and then uh you know we've seen him today so uh yeah all right, you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 5-4 victory over the Oakland Athletics. Again, they have an off day tomorrow, but on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you can catch them playing the Mets on the Mariners' hometown broadcast, SiriusXM via the SXM app. So Sam Haggerty is uh, in the Mariners' clubhouse. The Mariners, by the time that they play their next game, they're going to have two additional players on their roster because rosters are expanding on September 1st. Uh, so Haggerty is going to be one of those guys. That's not because of a you know Julio IL center or anything like that. Calm down. As far as we know, that's well, yeah. Fingers crossed, but that seems to just be a twenty-eight man roster thing, not a not a Julio thing. Uh, who do we think the other guy is going to be? It's going to be a pitcher. Is that going to be finally Prolander Baroa, or are we going to see Edward Bizardo or Ryder Ryan? Are we going to see one of those guys, Riley O'Brien, maybe? someone that we haven't seen but is having a good year like who do you think i hope it's Ryder ryan uh justice for Ryder ryan (laughs) sure uh mariners great he had a great lone inning and then they were just like no we we want edward bizarro instead of you i mean i think that was more about like we need fresh arms so and Mm -hmm. he's got options but no i think Ryder's got a little bit of like paul seawald in him just in terms of stuff wise. And sure. I feel pretty confident that he's going to throw strikes. Uh, I haven't kept up with how he's done in triple a. So um, <clears throat> maybe that's an issue, but uh, I don't think it's going to be Baroa. Baroa's walked seven guys in 12 innings since being demoted. Like that's a problem, you know, and, and I, it could be, it could end up being Baroa just because at some point you just need strikeouts. Like you're going right. to be in a spot where you need a strikeout and Baroa is 
easily the the got the best stuff of anybody yeah. left in the system that you can call up. Uh, so it could be that, but uh, Haggerty's the bat. We know that's a short term thing. Um, <clears throat> we'll see if you know. I don't know if you guys saw this, but some interesting arms were DFA'd or put on waivers the other day. Yeah. Um, which I'm, we'll talk about tomorrow after, you know, the waiver deadline has passed and nobody cares anymore. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see if maybe there's an outside uh, acquisition. Just remember that anybody who you want to be eligible for the postseason needs to be in your organization by tomorrow or mm-hmm. well, but by September 1st. So midnight yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I hope it's right or Ryan. I have a feeling it's probably going to end up being Bizarro. One guy that it might be, just because you know we know that they they maybe want to carry somebody who can give them length a little bit if they're gonna skip if they're gonna skip woo or something like that. Uh, I think Adam Aller is, is kind of a guy to watch here, uh, but we'll see. I, my my preference would be Ryder Ryan. Uh, I think it more likely would be somebody like Bizarro, but I th- I think that uh, I do think that Aller is a guy that uh, people should should keep an eye on. Um, it's a little weird that we don't have a report of anybody also getting on the plane with Sam Haggerty uh, or being in the clubhouse. So that, Oh, actually we just do <laughs> uh, Ryan Dimish <laughs> right when we press record uh, oh, says Adam, Adam Aller is also here. Oh, so wow. okay. so we'll be Aller. All right. Interesting. All right. So Adam Aller, Sam Haggerty, those two guys, they're going to be the, uh, the call ups for September 1st, it seems like. And uh, you know, like you mentioned, Haggerty is going to be temporary. Uh, Jared Kelnick is starting his uh, scheduled to start his rehab assignment in Tacoma tomorrow. So depending on however long that takes, that's probably going to be the duration of Haggerty's stay on the <clears> roster. But uh, assuming no other injuries, which hmm, you never right. know. Last so. night was incredibly cursed and uh, gave me a whole lot of anxiety. And uh, it seems like we've mostly dodged a bullet here. We'll see on Julio, but it that to me seems more like a Let's just be cautious about this. You're our best player. Let's not force it. We are going up against the A's. I know that last night did not go well. Careful. But like... You sure about that? That, that, that does seem like what that, that is. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll right. see. We'll uh, see. By the way, like <clears throat> I do have a, a thought when I looked at the lineup today. Mm. Righty on the mound. Cade Marlowe not in the game. Possible that Cade is the guy who gets sent down, and when when Kelnick comes back, uh, that's weird though because Cade's been a reverse splits guy. <laughs> he has been, he has been, but Dylan Moore in center field, like, yeah, eh, we've seen yeah. that story before, and it doesn't go well. Hey, he so. had a nice play today. Yeah, I mean, nice it, it worked, but like, yeah. it didn't yeah. cost you anything. But come on, Marlowe's a better center fielder than Dylan Moore. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe Marlowe's the guy. Maybe they because he has looked a little bit worse uh, at the plate recently, but. Um, and Haggerty is just a better base runner. And, and so how much power do you need on the bench? Blah, 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 blah. So I don't know, maybe Marlowe's the dark horse to get sent down here, but either way we are, I would imagine we're not going to get an answer on who's getting called or we don't need to know who's getting sent down for Kalnick until they get back home would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, uh, he's coming back at any point during this road trip, but probably right after. Yeah. Um, yeah, who are they playing right? Like when they get back, their first matchup when they get home. Because that's that's the that's the Dodgers homestand as well. I think it's right? the Angels and the Dodgers, and right. then they go back on the road. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, 
So uh want to go back a little bit here to the to the offense in today's <clears throat> game. Mm-hmm. Uh JP Crawford, despite the offensive struggles, he's still keeping it going. He had an awkward slide last night into second base, kind of banged his uh right knee, right leg, whatever. Uh, but he had a big double last night uh that nearly set up a comeback in the ninth inning. And then today obviously has the big two run uh single. So he's he's just keeping it going, man. Love what JP's doing. Uh, and then uh, Teo, uh, nine-game hitting streak now after his three-run home run, which had a launch angle of 19 degrees, Colby. 19 degrees, man. Like, yeah. yeah. In golf, we call that shot a stinger. Yeah. Uh, just low to the ground. It just kind of slices straight up. So, uh, yeah, that was a really impressive. I mean, it was it was a spinning you know, two-seamer in the middle of the plate, but like yeah, yeah. he didn't miss it. He, he certainly yeah. didn't miss it. Um, and let's not forget that Teo also saved you a run. Uh, so Teoscar, oh, yeah, yeah, are more or less responsible for four runs today. Um, which you know, obviously is the difference of the game and then some. So, uh, yeah, Teoscar, I mean, nobody ever single handedly wins you a game, although Julio puts that to the test pretty much every other night. Uh, but Teo came pretty darn close, uh, with the three run bomb and then, and then cutting down. Ruiz on really what was just a perfect throw, just a perfect one hop strike. Cal got in in plenty of time. Um, play was a lot closer than you might think, but Ruiz is yeah. just that fast. Uh, but yeah, Teoscar had a huge day today. Um, and you know, and that's kind of the, the beauty of him, right? Cause Teo goes one for four. He only has the one hard hit ball today. Only struck out once, which is a you know, good number for him. Yep. Uh, but yeah, just the one hit and it's a three run Homer. And then just, you know, made one play in right field. And it was, you know, to throw out what would have been the fifth run, uh, you know, for Oakland. So Teoscar had a huge game today. Um, and that's good because it it caps off a really good month for Teo. And uh, it's something that, again, the Mariners are going to need Teoscar Hernandez to continue to play well, particularly if Julio is going to miss any any period of time. Uh, we know the, how, like, we know how, like, I don't want to say flaky. What's the word here? Inconsistent. Gino and Cal can be at times. So sure. you kind of need that stabilizing force. You still feel good about JP. You still feel good about Julio when he's in there. Uh, I don't think you count on Ty France for anything. So you need Tay Oscar to, uh, you know, be a guy for you down the stretch. He doesn't have to hit 450 like he did this month or whatever it was, but he's right. got to be a guy. A, a guy. T- today's a prime example of why you went out and got Tay Oscar Hernandez to begin sure. with, though, is to protect you when Julio can't play. Or is having an off night, right? You have, you still have that kind of firepower in your lineup with a Teoscar Hernandez, and so, yeah, you know he, he, uh, he was great. He was great today. He's been great this whole month. Uh, The the play, I mean, again, he basically saved this game for them with the uh, the throw at home, like, and that's a weapon, right? Like his defense overall has kind of regressed over the course of the year. He was incredible which blew all of our minds you know to start the year and now he's kind of regressed back to pretty much who we we thought he was defensively but that arm is still a, a massive weapon and uh yeah he, he certainly flashed that today in a big way big 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 way so uh yeah overall it was frustrating 24 hours but the mariners they win another series and that's all you really need to do here from you know this point forward is just keep on winning series hopefully the mets can take care of business today and then hopefully they're not able to take care of business over the weekend against the mariners the mariners need to continue stacking up wins they need to continue stacking up series wins and uh you know 
again, all this is going to ultimately come down to that gauntlet at the end of September. That's what we're all heading towards. There's no shot of the Mariners creating enough of a buffer where those series don't matter as much as we think that they're going to. Like, they're, those are going to be huge series. Those are going to be massive <clears throat> anxiety-inducing series. So buckle up, right. folks. It's going right. to be wild. The only buffer you're going to create is between you and the Blue Jays. So yeah. uh, it'd be great if you get to those last 10 and you're like four up on the Blue Jays like you are right now. Because then you feel like if you drop those games, like, hey, well, you know, we're still a good shot to, to make the playoffs and we could still do damage that way. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that last four games <laughs> against uh, Texas, uh, I think they're going to be high impact games with a lot of stress for for a lot of us. Um, you know, some of you guys don't handle it as well as I do, but that's OK. That's why I'm here to be the voice of reason and calm. Yeah. Yeah, mister, they didn't win the way that I wanted them to. Uh-huh, don't start that. Yeah, which you, I'm the have captain. Const- you have on multiple occasions given me a hard time for and then just turn around and do the same exact thing. As, yeah. uh, just because when I do it, it, it's true. Like, you just complain. Like, I'm, I'm spitting facts when I do it. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Don't start. Let me tell you guys That's- a joke that Ty told me before we got started. <laughs> that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners post game show for colby Patnode. i'm tiding gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dan gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat 11 that's cpat 11 follow us on instagram and tiktok as well over at locked on mariners that's one word locked on mariners you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode thank you again for making us your first listen after the mariners five to four victory over the oakland athletic Again, tomorrow's an off day for the Mariners, but they're getting back after it on Friday and through the weekend. You can catch all the action against the Mets on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.